Black True Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by Black offenders. It is a podcast that everyone and anyone is welcome to enjoy, but it's also a podcast that may not be welcomed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black True Crime. Hey, you guys. So before the episode gets started, I just want to give you a little heads up. The audio is pretty wonky because we tried a new system and it was trash. So (laughs) we will just be going back to what we know and what we like. So we apologize in advance and ask you not to worry. We will be back to our (laughs) normal quality. Okay, let's get to the episode. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Pants in your pants. (laughs) I'm Kristen, your co-host. I am on one in the best way. I'm having a great day and I'm so excited for the surprises that we have for you guys this week. It's just insane. I feel like there's like a thousand things coming up for you guys. I feel like you guys should probably start saving some coins. Just Just a little. A little hint there. Yeah, we won't take your whole purse, but just a little (laughs) We're not going to rob you, but what we give you is going to be worth it and just be prepared and excited. And it's coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow meaning Thursday, September 30th. Yes. Which happens to be International Podcast Day, which is pretty cool. Period. Lined up perfectly. Be on the lookout. And also, this episode is going to be available on YouTube because I wanted to bring more awareness to this case. This isn't one of those cases where we open and close it type of thing. And I felt like it would be more beneficial for the family if as many people uh, access this as possible. So you're welcome. We all know that racism is still alive and well in this country, unfortunately, and it affects us all in different ways. But what if the hate of a race leads to the murder of a teenaged boy and in response, even more division and hate? There will be no closure at the end of this episode. There will be no justice. But maybe we all can help change that. Join us as we discuss the life and death of Durante Martin. Ooh. Mm. Kayla, you killed me. Well, I, I'm, I didn't mean to gut you so early. But... I mean, you literally took it and just pulled my heart out. You pulled. Well, somebody else's heart needs to be pulled on by this case so we can get some shit done. Okay. okay yeah. It's like that, Kristen. It's like that. Durante Keishan Malik Martin was born on September 6, 2001. Wish I had four names. He's a baby. I know. Kristen, what happened in Black history in 2001? Okay, so picture this, guys. We're back in America, 2001. In January... President-elect George W. Bush nominates Colin Powell to be Secretary of State. Condoleezza Rice is also appointed to the position of NSA National Security Advisor for the Bush administration. Period. This is the first time either post has been held by an African-American, a.k.a. a black person. Another thing that happened in 2001, in November, Shirley Clark Franklin becomes the first black woman to head the government of a major southern city where she is elected mayor of Atlanta. Whoa. Wow. Indeed. That just happened 20 years ago, you guys. Can we believe that 2001 was 20 years ago? That's not, we're not going to dwell. That doesn't even sound right. We're (laughs) We're just going to say that. that. No, we're just going to say that. But congratulations to Shirley Clark for becoming the first black woman to be elected mayor of Atlanta. Wow. That's all, all right, I Shirley. I see you, Shirley. Great job, Pooh. Thank you for that trip Thank down you. history lane. Period. So, Durante was born in St. Louis, Missouri. Holla at your girl. Actually, I don't know if it was exactly St. <laughs> Louis, but it was definitely like the area of St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. And he was one of six siblings. Wow. Well, children. So, he had five siblings. 
And I'm not sure if he was the oldest or not, but he definitely acted like it. He took care of his his siblings so well. He was like that type of big brother. And I saw so many pictures of them just like laid up, hanging out, sleeping. His little sisters just holding him. We love you. We love you. They loved him. Like in real life, like not like no in, picture stuff, but like in real life. Right. Not a like Instagram shit. Right. No TikTok shit because he was on TikTok. Period. He was on TikTok, Kristen. He did all the dances. Ugh. Don't get me started. Okay. He was such a great brother, in fact, that one year there was a house fire when the family was living in Bonneterre. I'm not going to pronounce that right the whole entire episode, so prepare yourself. And Durante saved all five of his siblings from the fire. There was a witness to the fire that day, and they remember like seeing him continuing to run back and forth inside of the house outside, getting all of his siblings out. Yeah. Like- we only wish we had a big brother like that. Everybody, I would die <laughs> to have a big brother like that. Like if I had a big brother, I would want him to be just like just that. like him, absolutely. And he even got an award for it, like from the city. And you'll see a picture if you're watching this on YouTube. He just looks so cute. He's a hero. You're a hero, Durante. He went to Central High School and played football there. And his position was defensive lineman. So I might actually include a clip of him getting down because our boy wasn't nothing to play with. Okay. Kayla, you know, we like to see stuff like that. Kristen and the music of his highlight video, because if you guys know anything about football huddle is like the place to be if you want to get scouted and stuff like that. So he had a huddle page. I went on there, watched his five minute highlight reel. <laughs> and Kristen, it was amazing. He was incredible. He even got a scholarship to a small out-of-state college, which like, who cares what size the school is? He got a scholarship, period. Good for him. Mm -hmm. And he was just getting on to bigger and better things. After graduating in 2020, Durante worked at a Walmart and a restaurant. So homeboy had two jobs. Wow. Wasn't fucking around. He wasn't playing with you or your mammy. Or your mammy ho. He was getting to the money. Mm-hmm, honey he was doing all of this mind you while he was studying to take his sats oh so mm-hmm. durante is just a real one like we should have known at the time he saved all his five kids i mean five kids <laughs> his five siblings we should have <laughs> known the jedi were trying to take over we, we should have known. known yes he was also mama jamma i knew he was a real one because he had four names like from <laughs> the onset i said i could bang with him Yo sat there and literally felt grief about not having four names. I was like, four names? As soon as I recognized that that was a possibility, I realized I was missing <laughs> something in my life. So we may have to fix that. <laughs> the dramatics. The dramatics. <laughs> I am who I am. He was living with his mother, Erica Lotz, and his siblings in their house in Ferguson at the time of his unfortunate death. I remember Ferguson was popular because of the killing of Mike Brown. Mm. And I think it was what, 2000? I think eight. 2006 or 2008. Kristen, Google it. What are you doing? He died in 2014. Seven years ago. I said 2012. Yeah. 2014. Durante was loved by everyone that he spent time with, everyone that he was actually around. He had so many friends. His entire football team loved him. His coach even had amazing things to say about him and his teachers and his parents and the parents of his classmates and just everyone else. So they all loved him. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They all knew of Durante's smile, his energy and how contagious it was. And he was just all around an amazing person. I used to As a young man. Like that. Kristen, you have to explain. <laughs> you hate an asshole. <laughs> I said I used to. I used to hate people like that. Because I'm like, how can you, every day you wake up and you just have a smile on your face? Like, who actually does that? Like, that's not real. That's not real life. You're a fake. <laughs> I had to learn, though. Like, But it still takes a special type of person to wake up and smile every single day and have that energy and be known for that. Like, yeah. kudos to you. And he's a special type of person. Period. His cousin named Isaiah played on the football team with him, and he said it changed their lives. Quote, when we were kids, we used to live in the same trailer park together, 
and he lived right in front of me. So our windows were facing each other. When our parents fell asleep, we'd go to the window, open up the curtains and look at each other and just sneak out and do whatever we wanted to do because we were bad kids. <laughs> really sounds the best. That is me. I am he. He is me. Football really changed us. The coaches and stuff like that, just helping us through this life because we didn't have it easy growing up, end quote. So it just seems like they had a haven in football. They felt like they had a family in football. Most of the football team was actually Caucasian. Yeah. So they were just really, really close. And I mentioned that now because at the top of the episode, there is racism involved in this case. So that will come into play later on. Durante and his family didn't live in the worst part of town, but they didn't live in the best part of town either. And like Isaiah said, things can get harder when there's racism involved. Right. So Durante lived in Ferguson, which, like we said, is the suburb of St. Louis. But there's areas around that. So we have Bonat, <clears throat> Bonat Teray, not gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to say BT. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Right. And then there's areas around that, which one town is called Fredericktown. Now, Fredericktown is not the best place to be if you're black. Let's keep it real. We don't pussyfoot around on this podcast. Local activists have been chased down in the streets by groups called the Big Boys, the Three Percenters, and the Klansmen. We all know who they are. And the cops did nothing about it. They didn't give a fuck. So basically, it's considered to be like 60 years ago in Fredericktown in 2021. The demographic is 1% Black, 4% Hispanic, and 95% White. That right there is a problem. (laughs) You're fucked from the onset. From the jump. And the town only had 3,500 people. (laughs) So (laughs) everybody knows each other. It's one of those type of towns. Ew, it makes me want which to scare, I won't say, which scared the shit out of me. Yeah, just imagine growing up in a town like that and you're Black, you're the minority. Like a place where basically anything goes because people can just cover for each other. All the people that live in the town either work at the prison or in the warehouses and stuff like that. So there's a prison in BT close by. They also had a mine out there that people used to work, but I don't think it's active anymore. So there's not really a great amount of money coming in, but the money that is coming in is from drugs. Lots mm. of drug money, and it's all run by the clans, man. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. They run all that shit. And they don't like outsiders. Okay. So if you can avoid Fredericktown in any way, in every way, do it. Or run up in there with at least 500 black folks. Kristen! I'm just saying, like, if you're going to go, go in groves. Like, don't go by yourself, because then... Just go up in Fredericktown with 500 people for what? Do what? I don't know. Stir some stuff up because clearly something needs to be stirred up. Christian, let all them motherfuckers stay where they at. And how about we just for get our black asses out? I feel like racism is always going to be around. So at least just stay your ass away from here. No, I feel like there's going to be certain places where things need to be challenged. Otherwise, we wouldn't have come this far if we didn't challenge stuff. So why stop now? Hey, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And Fredericktown is also located about 90 miles outside of Ferguson, which is like hella far. Yeah. Which begs you to think or to ask, why in the world was Durante that far in the first place? Yeah. So now we have come to the circumstances surrounding Durante's murder. In the days leading up to his murder, Durante was hanging out with several different people that he was familiar with. So from this point on, the details are kind of hazy because, like I said, there isn't any closure in this case. And basically everything is he said, she said. I wouldn't really call these people friends, but I guess Durante did. So one of his friends name was Adam. And because some of these people are either underage or whatever, I'm just not going to say a lot of I'm not going to say any of their last names. Okay. so Adam was with Durante on April 17th which was a Friday. And apparently this was around the time that Adam was getting out of jail. Hmm. Yeah. So apparently he got arrested for an alleged shooting that occurred and he was charged with first degree assault. And this guy's black or white? He's Caucasian. Okay. I think he's either. Yeah, I think he's Caucasian. I'm going to show the picture, but he's either Caucasian or light skinned Hispanic. 
So Durante texted his mom and asked if he could basically like hang out with Adam for the weekend and she would just pick him up on Monday. But she said no because he had a doctor's appointment. And I think around this time, this is when he had hit, uh, broken his. Mm. So he was wearing a cast and he had to get that stuff checked out. Okay. So one of the theories that I saw was that there was a few rumors going around that Adam felt that Durante told police some information about him, which led to him being arrested. So Adam was kind of like feeling salty about that and wanted to get back at Durante some way. Mm. I don't know exactly where that came from, but it is a possibility. So, well, I wonder who, where he got this information from. Like, who told him that? Are you asking where Adam got the information that yes. Durante stitched on him? Oh, yes. yeah. Well, you know, people make up shit at the drop of a hat for anything. Be running so could have, Yeah. So it could have just been like bullshit. Mm -hmm. And based off of the information that I saw on the Facebook page that is run by Erica, which is Durante's mom, she believes that this has something to do with his death. Okay. For sure. Especially because he was also with Adam on the night of his death. Yes. Then you already know. You already yes. Know. Erica said that she knows that Bash, a guy named Bash, a guy named Eddie, and then I think Adam came to pick her son up that night. It was for sure Bash and Eddie, and I think they just got with Adam later. Okay. And Adam was kind of a bad boy. Like we said, he already spent some time in jail, and he even had a tracking, like a track GPS tracker put on his leg. Stop. So he's on house arrest? Like, is that is he supposed to be in the house? I don't think he's on house arrest i think he has like a curfew mm. or i don't know i really genuinely don't know the the parameters around it because if he was with durante on the night of his death he was violating any type of parole or any type of curfew that he had and i feel like that would have been something that they would share with the public but mm. they haven't shared shit and we're gonna get to it so on the night of durante's murder adam Bash, Eddie, a guy named Zach, and a guy named Caden all were together hanging out and they went to a party in Fredericktown. Okay. Yeah. So if you're watching the video on YouTube or Patreon, you'll see the pictures that I've included of all the guys that I have. And you can definitely see that Durante is the only chocolate skinned, beautiful black man there. Everyone else is very, very light skinned, fair skinned. So He's really on his own in this situation. And when we mean on his own, we mean culturally on his own. Like Yes. And I'm know. only saying that right now because, like I said, race is already a factor in this case. I wouldn't say that on the regular. Right. I'm not trying to create division, but y'all know that. So this makes me sad because like Durante probably thought, oh, I'm just hanging out with the boys. Like these are my boys. It's a weekend. We're about to go party. On April 24th, which was a Saturday. Durante and the guys headed to 1773 Highway in Fredericktown, which was a house owned by a man named James Wade. And that's where the party was. So this house was... <laughs> Krista, why is your face that? Because I'm looking at this grown man named mm -hmm. James Wade, and I'm wondering why is he having a party oh, where okay. high schoolers are attending. Oh, okay. Well, Ew. I'm about to answer that for you. Okay. So this house was like a party house. It was known to be that type of place. So it wasn't unusual, Kristen, because you just mentioned that mm -hmm. for this party to be happening because he had a teenage girl living with him, his daughter, and her name oh, was okay. Lena. Okay. Mm -hmm. He has, I know for a fact he has at least two daughters, but I know Lena was the one that was living at the house and it was like a birthday party for her. I saw in multiple places that Durante didn't even know the party was going on or didn't even know who was throwing the party. And then another place I saw that he was invited there. So I highly doubt that he was invited there because it had nothing to do with anyone at his school. Basically, we just don't know how the fuck he got out there. Yeah. Like, because it seemed like with the boys and wherever they went, he went type. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then an activist that spoke to his mother said that he was kind of reluctant to go to the party in the first place. So that makes me feel like eh, he just wasn't with it, regardless if he was invited or not. Then don't go. James Wade claimed to not be home when the party was going on. He said he was out fishing and didn't get home until around 2.30 a.m. Unless he has some beer on the boat. And what type of fish you catching? I don't know. I don't fish. Christian, unless he has stadium lights pointed at that damn lake 
or pond or river, wherever the fuck he was. He, you can't be fishing at 3 a.m. It's not happening. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't fish. I don't know if you catch fish early, late slash late in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what people do, but that sounds fishy. Usually, ooh, pun intended. Pun intended. Usually when you are a fisher, you'll get up really, really early, like at right. the crack ass of dawn and go out there, go out there. But no, not at like no 2 a.m., 1 a.m. midnight bullshit. Mm. But if we're wrong, guys, tell us. <laughs> like, if there's any fishers on here, let us know confident right now. I would say she just sounds, she knows. It just sounds ridiculous. It does. <laughs> it does. So he says that he was out fishing until 2.30, and around 3.01, he heard a gunshot coming from the attic. The attic. Mm-hmm. About 30 minutes later, he called 911. 30 minutes later. Yeah, I don't. I don't really... I don't know. This is all BS. It's just bullshit, Kristen. Thank you. And I have that 911 call right here. And I'm going to play it for you guys. Oh, my God. And listen close. Listen very, very closely because we're going to talk about it. 911, what's the address of your emergency? Uh, Yes, I need the cops and an ambulance. Yeah, apparently a guy just shot himself. You said a guy just shot himself? Yeah. And that's at? Yeah. And is that where you are? Yeah. First of all, the 911 operator sounded black. Hey. Second of all, oh my God. Did you hear that background? Kristen, did you hear? Well, what did you hear, Kristen? You let me know. I heard something, something, you killed him. I hate this. And that was before I looked at the the subtitles. The words? Yeah. <laughs> like, dead serious. Yeah. So when I first listened to it, I heard the exact same thing. I heard something, something, killed him. I hate this. Mm-hmm. And this 911 call can be found in T and everywhere. So anyone can hear this and be like, what the fuck is going on? Including police by the way. And James sounds so dry. Oh, yeah. Like, someone kills themselves in your house and you're not freaking out. And you're just saying, apparently, someone kills themselves. Like, that's not, that's not very normal at all, actually. Is it apparent, James? Is it? Ugh. Like, who are you? Do you have a degree we don't know about that you can determine how people have died? Right. Is the gun in his hands? The gun, the gun, the gun. He reached for the gun, the gun. Sorry. So when the paramedics and the police get there, it just becomes a shit show. And this is going to infuriate you from this point on if you haven't been infuriated from this point before. I don't know how the fuck this to say point that. On. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Stoic, stoic, stoic. I'm like trying to be stoic and detached because I hurt when I hear things like this. So when the cops got there, the scene was clean. What? I mean, like it had been cleaned yes indeed to the point that they were like well where did he actually shoot himself where did he actually die is that a joke uh-uh not joke not joke and the cops were completely okay with it they had no issue they had no issue that the scene had been cleaned and they mm-hmm. knew it had been cleaned a mm-hmm. crime scene mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and where did they find his body Kristen? not in the they attic. didn't they didn't find it on the floor. Well, they found it in the attic, mm-hmm. but they found it in the closet of the attic. Yes, indeed. Yes, indubitably. So somebody moved. Okay. Thank you. So let's get this straight. If he quote unquote killed himself, he mm-hmm. went to the attic in mm-hmm. the closet in the attic and then popped himself there. Mm-hmm. In a random stranger's house two hours away from home. And the attic was spotless. Mm-hmm. What well, attic- it wasn't like spotless, but you could tell that it had been cleaned. Like, right. Not to mention he wasn't even in the attic by himself when he died. Apparently, there were supposed to be like four other people up there with him. So I don't know. I'm like, I'm not even going to speculate. If Well, if he really shot himself, how did he get in the closet? I'm not going to do that with anybody. Who has a brain? That dance isn't happening. 
No. Because we already know. Plus, his right hand, remember, had a cast on it. And I'm showing you a picture of it right now. So how in the hell was he able to shoot himself? I mean, was he wasn't left-handed, was he? No poo-poo. No, no, he was not. This is stupid. And I say, how did he shoot himself in the head? Because the police thought it was a suicide. When they got there, they said, oh, this is a suicide. He killed himself. This is disrespectful. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then the coroner named Russell Dedegick, Dedegick, fucking asshole, he confirmed that this was a suicide. This is a whole conspiracy is what it is. And he said that Durante died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. So, yeah, Erica wasn't having it. Period. <laughs> Erica was having it. His family wasn't having it. His grandmother, everyone was in an uproar. Good. To be told that he killed himself. It's just like, you, you, now you're trying to fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like now you, you think I'm stupid. Like, it's very evident that this man did not shoot himself. How did he shoot himself? And then the whole conversation, I'm going to spoil it for you right now. The gun is never, ever mentioned. The gun does not come up in conversation that is available to the public. Meaning, was the gun next to him? You know what I'm saying? Because if he killed himself, it should still be there. Right. Where is it? Right. So. And where did he get the gun? Exactly. Exactly. And there's going to be a lot more questions. So I'm going to say I have 10 on the top of my head right now. Like, (laughs) why would he kill himself in someone's random house that he doesn't know? Why would he go to the attic like a dummy? Like, who whose house does he be in to be roaming around going to the attic? Why would he shoot himself in front of four other people? It just doesn't make any sense. Go off, sis. So Erica started fighting and lobbying for them to take a second look or at least allow her to get a second look taken, you know, at her son. Mm -hmm. And they allowed it. And she had a second examination done by someone that is in the private sector. She used to work 20 years for the Missouri Medical Examiner's Office. And she said that there was no evidence that Durante shot himself in the head. Okay. And that, in fact, it looked like he was shot from a further distance away. Yeah. So, like, execution style. The first coroner also found evidence that there was methamphetamine in Durante's system. And that sent Erica over the motherfucking edge. Because you're going to tell me that my son, my football playing star, amazing church going son, my is doing job meth. having. SAT taking son, you know, come on now. Like we know, we know sometimes parents don't know everything that's going on, but meth, (laughs) that's a huge leap. Like, I feel like that's something that would have reared its head already. It's not the first thing that he tried. Yeah. Like where do you even get your hands on meth? Exactly. Well, well, we're going to talk about that. (laughs) So she feels that he had to have been drugged. And the amount that they said that was in his system, which was 650 milligrams, would have made him too, like, fucked up to even be able to shoot himself. Mm -hmm. Like, he would not be together to do something like that. Mm -hmm. So, unlikely. And because this makes so much sense to us, because we have, like, common sense, it really sucks that law enforcement has done nothing about this at all. I mean, they've even gone back to the the scene of the crime for reasons unknown because all they're convinced of, it's a suicide, the case is closed, there's nothing else to be fucking done about it. It's an mm-hmm. outrage, honestly. Like Oh yeah. It is it shows that the that racism obviously exists, but the mm-hmm. the most hidden parts of the country mm-hmm. are the ones who have the biggest issues. Oh yeah. They're like it's like the pockets of the world that haven't completely abolished it they're like well we're gonna hold on to our ancestors beliefs and yeah this is how life has to be that's the real underbelly of racist america are in those little small towns that you don't hear a lot about yep yep and when it comes to fredericktown corruption is not a stranger to the people there Hmm. this comes from local activists in the st louis area from their own experience from people in the Fredericktown area and they said quote 
People here think they're working with James Wade and possibly even with some drug dealers. I've heard accounts of ties between drug activity and so-called law enforcement in this area from those who've lived here for years. Mm. A lot of these small rural towns are like this. Believe it. 110%. Half of the people that are in the, what the fuck is it called? Law enforcement have grown up with the meth heads and the drug dealers. And, <laughs> their daddies and their moms you know, and their aunties. They grew up together. Family knows family, all that type of stuff. So it's easy to cover for each other. Right. And who's going to enforce the enforcer? Like, who's going to make sure that the people that are actually supposed to be protecting other people are actually doing their job? Who's going to drive out to Frederick? (laughs) Who even knew that Frederick Town was a place? Right. Come on now. Check some balances. Get with it. So we've been talking about James Wade, but who is James Wade? I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. He's a piece of shit. He's a barrel of toxic waste. Mm. Mm. So if you go on his Facebook page, you will see a lot of disgusting pictures and comments about black people. He is like openly racist, but he doesn't consider himself to be racist. Which is the dumbest stuff I've ever Don't you ever just heard. love? Don't you just love those racists? They're the best. It's like those are the racists that are like, oh, I don't like to be categorized. I don't like to be labeled. it's like well his excuse was i didn't post it i just reposted it so i'm not the racist one of the posts that he reposted said quote i'm not racist i had a black dog once we named him food stamps okay let's go up like on some bullshit where's me part of me wants to laugh i cannot tell you why but the other part is furious as i should be (laughs) like seeing what's funny like that's fucked up it's the end fu- of the it's, day it's a little fire. funny because it's a little i don't know why why is it funny because mm. it's so stupid like it's, stupid. it's the stupidest <laughs> thing that you would ever hear okay the dumbest i don't condone it but i have to keep it real with you guys i had a little bit of a chuckle that i was holding in as i read it Just ignorance. Oh. take me as i am there are other worse ones that he's said and I'm, i'll post them in the video i just don't want to read them out loud because it fucking it's just too much it's disgusting yeah yeah so to, so to see that this was the last place that Durante spent his last minutes at a fucking racist's house just makes you feel like okay there may have been something bigger to this yeah a blind man could see that there was something bigger to this So in May, there was a demonstration held to encourage the police to open an inquest in regards to Durante's cause of death. An inquest is basically you go before a jury, you give them the information regarding the autopsy, coroner's reports, witness statements, all that type of stuff. And then they decide if Durante died by violent means or by suicide. Okay. Mm-hmm. So at this demonstration, about 100 people showed up and it was in Fredericktown. And this Fredericktown is also the hometown of the Ku Klux Klan leader, Frank. Yeah, his name's like Frank Incona or some dumb shit mm-hmm. before he was shot to death by his wife in 2017, which I loved for him. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> So the demonstration happened in Fredericktown, and naturally, two nooses were thrown at protesters. Mm. Naturally. And people were shouting at them, saying all the horrible names and, you know, the same old song. So wait, the protesters, were they black or were they white? So actually, most of the protesters were white mm-hmm. in Fredericktown. I read that the black people in the area either didn't really give a shit or they were too scared to kind of like get involved. You know, like they didn't want to draw attention to themselves and make them a target. Wow. That is which, so sad. Which I completely understand. I can understand that fear of just Absolutely. being a bystander and not wanting to draw attention to yourself. But it sucks that they even have to fucking go through that. That's the sad part. That's why I'm like, because yeah. there's not enough people. There's not enough colored people, black people, ethnic yeah. people in that area to be able to stand together. Stand together. Right. Yeah. So, of course, you're going to feel alone and afraid. So I guess the in or I guess the demonstration worked because the inquest was granted. Yeah. So somebody was advocating for justice. Somebody in the very fucking slightest. Thank God. 
So at the inquest, there were witnesses there for both sides, obviously. And to be fair, a lot of witnesses said they either believed that Durante killed himself or saw him kill himself. So they're liars. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One witness testified that he saw Durante shoot him. And guess who that witness was? Zach. Zach. Zach was one of the guys that was with him. There was like, bitch, like 20 people with him. So I didn't expect you to remember all their names. But yeah, Zach was one of his his bros. He was apparently friends with Durante and said that he saw Durante in the attic closet holding a gun to his own head. Like, how can you lie even any harder to say that you saw him standing in the closet? Durante's not a small guy. My guy's a big guy. So what are we talking about here? An attic closet? Like, what sense are you Face. actually making? I don't see that happening. No, I don't see that happening at all. And it makes me feel like this was premeditated almost. Like, mm-hmm. like the fact that they brought him to a place where a known racist is. Like, yeah. you were premeditating something. You were expecting something to happen. What may, what I think is one of his friends is comfortable being there and knows the girl and knew the type of guy that James Wade was is and felt like it would be a good place to feel comfortable to do something like this, especially while a party just happened or stuff like that. So definitely premeditated, I feel. The prosecution asked Zach, quote, did you see him shoot himself? And Zach replied, quote, yes. Just a fucking dumbass. Other people testified that they saw Durante acting kind of paranoid and irrational. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's because I guess he was on drugs, on Shut methamphetamine. Up. No, he could have been completely sober and still been acting paranoid because he's in a house where clearly <laughs> he's not welcomed. Yes, like he probably just didn't feel didn't feel comfortable and was just like, "Why I am I know. here? Come on, there's going to be some reservations on your end, and people are probably going to feel that energy." Yeah. Three Missouri Highway Patrol troopers testified that they believed the death was a suicide as well. But also, what the fuck do they know? They work the highway. The medical examiner that did the first autopsy, Russell, testified that he believed the second one was incorrect. And it had been done after Durante's body had already been washed. Meaning that the residue on his forehead that may have been there or wherever he shot himself, showing that the barrel was up against his face and he did it was no longer there because it'd been washed away. Lies. I'm like also residue and also like a burn. I feel like there's like a burn that happens when you shoot yourself against your face. Kayla preach to the choir. Like, am I stupid or am I dumb? I'm confused. And (laughs) I thought that gunpowder was able to stay on your hands for a couple of days because Mm -hmm. last time, no, not even last time. Yeah. Gunpowder residue that gets all up in your fingerprint and all of that. In your nails. Multiple washes to get out. And even if he was able to get the gun with that casted hand, the cast would be even better for keeping the gunshot or the gun shot residue or whatever Mm -hmm. on it. So it just seems like Missouri is stuck in 1882 and they have no forensic evidence that they can implement in the situation to be like, hey, this is what the fuck happened. But like I said, no one's trying. They're just not fucking trying. Yeah. A man named Philip Lawler testified that James told him weeks after the shooting, he killed Durante. So this is what Philip said. Quote, he just told me he didn't like black people and used the N word. He told me that the murder was the easiest thing in the world to get by with. Who's Philip? I don't know. They didn't say Philip's relationship to James. I think he may have been a neighbor. All I know is that they did know each other. And James countered what Philip said. He said he only asked Philip for his help in case the protest over Durante's death turned violent. James said, quote, I never once said I did it or anything else. But he did admit that he probably would have got less heat if he actually did kill Durante. Isn't that the most stick fucking bottom of the barrel Straight up wicked, evil, selfish, trash bag response. Like it sounds like a murderer's response. No and he remorse. said this like on the stand. No you remorse. mean to tell me y'all believe James Wade? 
you mean to tell me you think he didn't have anything to do with it? Because even if he didn't necessarily shoot Durante himself, he was there. He's covering for somebody. The scene was clean. Why would the scene be clean if he killed himself? It's I'm so fucking confused by that. And then we're going to get into something a little bit later that just really makes you look like, what the fuck? Okay. He also claimed that he was on the main floor with everyone else when the shooting occurred. And some people even testified and backed up that story. On August 1st, the jury overruled the coroner's decision that Durante shot himself. And they ruled that he died by violent means. Thank you. So uh, they're now, like, this is a load of crap. Who are you trying yes. to kid? Yes. So now this is like officially something that has to be investigated by fucking law. Good. Shitbag Russell Dydekin, however, didn't even give a shit about the ruling. He said he's not changing his stance. He feels like the second autopsy or yeah, autopsy was basically a hoax and he stands by his ruling. And he's the, he has the right to do that. But also it sounds just like a man who is proven wrong by a woman. Right. And doesn't want to stand his ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the Ego second, is what it the second like. autopsy was done by a woman. Just to let you know. Ego. Unfortunately, not much has been said in the mainstream media about his case, which really sucks. And you can clearly tell that it's hard. It's, it's on purpose. I didn't even find out about the case until someone just accidentally mentioned it when I was like eavesdropping on a conversation I had no business eavesdropping on. So, <laughs> well, good that you did, sis. I did. And I good think that you're just, eavesdropping as bit. Yeah. Well, hey, I like to hear things and use it against people. Okay, I'm just kidding. But I do think it's very important for us to spread the word about Durante's case because stuff like this happens all the fucking time. Governments just completely ignore their responsibility to their fucking people. Mm. So Durante, we're going to do what we can to get you justice. Durante's mom, Erica is planning another rally for mid October, which she hopes will spur a new investigation. Since the court's ruling in August, nothing has been done in the case. No communication from law enforcement, nothing. She said she just feels like nobody cares about her son's death. Quote, I would like for the federal government to take over the case or somebody in higher power because they don't seem equipped. It's like they don't want anything to do with it. Mm -hmm. End quote. Which you don't have that fucking luxury. I don't care if it's, oh, we had so many cases here. I don't care what your reasoning is. This is your fucking job. Especially since the court ruled that you must take another look. Yeah. So you mean to tell me that you don't you don't value what your own justice system says to you? Like, correct? Are we joking? Take correct. another look. Not to mention, there are so many people that have not said anything about what happened that night. There was a whole fucking party that happened, and no one speaking up. I feel like all those people need to be in trouble. So, what can we do to help the situation and Durante's family? We can spread any information that we have or receive regarding the case. So when I post about this, guys, on Instagram or Facebook, please share it as much as possible so we can get the word out about Durante. If you have a Facebook, join the Facebook page for Durante for more updates on the upcoming events and different ways that you can help as they come. And if you can make donations to the Martin family on Cash App, that would be great. It is dollar sign Martin. FAM, F-A-M, donations. And I'll have all those links listed in the description. After the inquest, Durante's grandmother said, quote, we don't have the answers to who did it. We don't have the answers to why they did it. But one thing is for sure and two things are for certain. God ain't through yet. Period, grandma. So there's a little more information that I got from this Facebook page that's run by Erica. She... Let me tell you something, okay? She's not one to play with. And she'll tell you multiple times on that page that she's not the one or the two. A lot of people come on there, unfortunately, talking shit mm. and being problematic. James being one of them. Mm. He he mm. has literally inboxed her and like talked hella shit, calling her out her name, going the fuck off. I'm not even going to post that stuff because it's it's so disgusting. And the but fact she that has he posted can- it. 
the fact that he can do this with mm-hmm. no regard for I mean, no, he's not. He doesn't care about anybody. Like, Mm-mm. he's like, who's going to try me? There's no, he has, he doesn't get it. There's no like he consequences for what he's doing. Of course he does. He definitely thinks he's one. So some people that have been close to those people that were with him on the night of his murder have been reaching out to her. So bri- we briefly mentioned a kid named, kid named Zach. And Zach was one of the people that was at the party that night. And he was like the trouble. He was a troublemaker, too. Zach was the one who said he saw Mm -hmm. Durante shoot himself Mm -hmm. or at least have the gun to his head. Well, another interesting tidbit regarding Zach on May 30th, Angelica Parton posted about her brother named John Paul Parton Jr. And that he had been missing for over a week. So this came after rumors were going around that Zach had shot a kid and put his body in the river. Oh, yes. This happened May 30th of 2021. John is still missing. Oh, and his family is still looking for justice. And where is Zach? Living his best life. Girl. Having a fun summer. Let me tell you something, though. If some stuff like that were to happen to me, God, please grant me the good sense not to act on my own behalf. Because <laughs> I would be so tempted to just yeah. pull up on them. Oh, yeah. And oh, enact yeah. justice. I, like, you won't be able to find me anyway after I do it. Like, period. Period. One of James's daughters decided to contact Durante's mom. And it was, I think her name's Carrie. I don't really care. But either way. She just was apologizing profusely. She was like, I wish I was paying more attention because she was there that night. But apparently she just didn't see anything. And she Mm -hmm. feels wracked with guilt. She feels so bad. She wrote the longest fucking message. And I read it and it was a waste of my time. If she really had nothing to do with it, then I do feel bad that she's dealing with all of this. But at the same time, bitch, you can't sit here and tell me that your sister hasn't told you something. You can't sit here and tell me that you know nothing. And you can't sit here and tell me that you don't, you've never felt like you need to check your dad. Right. A guy named Caden, remember we mentioned him. He was one of the people with Durante at the party. He went on social media after his death and said it was a suicide and that people needed to accept it. But then he changed his stance to justice for Durante. Like, you're stupid. And so for me, point, we don't believe anything coming out no. of your no. And like, for me, I'm like, how hard is it for you to just keep your fucking story straight? Like, if it's a suicide, why does he need justice? Kayla, because he's lying. Dumbass. He's lying. He didn't think guilt was going to get him several weeks later. And it did. He's probably <laughs> just trying to save face, honestly, because people are getting these people that are involved are getting heat from people online and stuff. Good. I hope they get a lot more. <laughs> In August, someone messaged Durante's mother and said they'd spent time at the house before the murder and a little time after. And the house meaning James Wade's house. And they said, Cody, now I don't know who Cody is. He wasn't mentioned earlier in, you know, the episode. I don't have much to go on when it comes to him, but the anonymous person said that he definitely knew more than he was letting on and that he was more involved than everybody thought he was. He even made a disgusting comment about Durante saying, quote, none of this should even matter any fucking way. He was nothing but a stupid N-word anyhow, end quote. So you see what I'm saying? Like this. Like, you see how it comes out? Speak. You see how it comes out? And, pro- and Cody's probably someone that was hanging out with Durante and Period. acting like they were fucking cool. That's one thing about certain communities. There can be a lot of fake stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's actually welcomed and it's actually culture to be oh, yeah. fake is to feel some type of way about someone. But then they would never know it because of how you're acting towards them. Yeah, there's this Caucasian girl that's on the page and Erica actually like outed her and took screenshots and showed that er- or the girl was in Erica's inboxes saying, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss and stuff. But then would message James and say, people need to get over it. I already said you weren't the killer and people should just accept that. And I really hope we can get a drink after all of this blows (laughs) over. Do you see James one, Erica? Are you dumb? That's not Erica. Erica is the 
his no, mom sorry, erica the girl erica. <laughs> the other random bitch that i won't erica. say her name but it's definitely posted on there no name are you erica half the stuff you have to deal with like I'm just praying for you because right. I know her patience is like, I can't even, <laughs> just, like, as thin as one of my hairs. Correct. And not to mention that this isn't even the first suicide that has happened at his house. Kill, stop. I cannot. A boy named Nick Laurie apparently killed himself on the premises as well in 2014. It was November 1st. Yes, indeed. November 1st was also a Saturday. So it was probably a day that a party was being thrown. Yo, yo. Yes. So, so that's what I'm saying. So somebody in his back pocket. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, okay, so for one kid to kill himself, right? Apparently in 2014. And then in 2021 for another kid to kill himself. And you have this calm ass reaction as if, oh, this shit happens all the time. Like the reaction on the phone, I just don't get it. I don't get it. And then you have the nerve to run your mouth and talk crap after it. You, you, you're bold. Yeah. And the thing is, it's just like a child. Someone has allowed them to get away with something. So mm-hmm. when they do it again, they feel no remorse. And in mm-hmm. fact, it's like they're prideful about it. Oh yeah, they have like a a notch on their belt feeling. Yeah, I'm disgusted. There's some fishy stuff going on. It just shows you in the deep parts of our country, y'all. Pay attention. And you don't even have to go that deep, to be honest. (laughs) It's a lot of shit is fucked up in a lot of places. And that's our case for this week, you guys. Holy fucking moly. And the fact that this case is still open. Mm -hmm. It just happened in April of this year. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. So we're praying for Durante's family, praying for Erica, his mom. She's going through a lot. She's been having beef with like activists. I mean, that page has a lot of drama on it, too. I can't even lie. She, <laughs> Erica is a firecracker. She's not playing with you or your mammy. And, and she she's shouldn't let you have know. to. She shouldn't have to. No. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out. Don't forget, we have a special surprise coming tomorrow. And I'm elated. And you should be too. It's really good, guys. It's super juicy. (laughs) Yes. All right. Don't forget. Be safe. Protect your peace. And protect your space. Bye. So we don't have to cover your case. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I think you're going to make that a thing, aren't you? But it's true. It's real shit. We love you guys. Bye. Be safe. Bye. I have a right to do that, but you have no right to judge me.